1: Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow. dot com. Show dot com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. Oh my God, another one! Ah, uh, just like I was—I've been saying for a while now—to bug you to go listen to the seven hundred podcasts we put up. a Huge year we had last year. Go listen to all those podcasts and uh, decide what you want to do for the future and all that good stuff. But yes another podcast. Who knew it was coming? And I guarantee you there's going to be more this year as well, according to our schedule. So check that out. Uh, anyway, guys, we uh, have a wonderful guest on the show. We'll get to here in a second. But in the meantime, if you want to watch the video version of this, there's a free service that we have right now that you can subscribe to. And it's, it's for a, uh, an unlimited time. So you want to just reach out and grab this way, you can. You go to com. That's YouTube dot com forward slash Chris Voss, you see videos there. You hit the bell notification, and it's free unless you actually unless they force you to pay for their stupid ad thing that skips the ads for ten dollars a month. But well, it's technically free. It's just up to you if you want to do the upsell, which I make absolutely no money. Well, I can't say that I do make money off of YouTube. Anyway, guys, <laughs> enough of the YouTube plug. Geez, he went really long today on the YouTube plug. What the fuck was that about? Uh, go to <laughs> Go to goodreads.com forward says Chris Voss. You can uh, read all the books we're reviewing or reading right now and all that good stuff. You go to facebook.com, The Chris Voss Show. Or Google the Chris Foss Show. There's a bunch of groups that we have over there. CES, uh, the CES group is really hot right now. Uh, Or you can go to LinkedIn. We have some big groups over there as well for the Chris Foss Show. Uh, Today, I have a most brilliant author. We only get the most brilliant authors on. We look them up on the Google machine, brilliant authors, and then we invite them. And they come on the show and they tell us how to make our lives better, our world better, or, uh, or sometimes they don't. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I can't think of a guest that did that. And this episode is brought to you by IFI Audio and their new NEO, I-D-S-D. The NEO is the new wave of digital sound listening for your desktop music gaming, and bleeding-edge Bluetooth, even MQA audio file decoding. Uh, we're using it in the studio right now. I've loved my experience with it so far. It just makes everything sound so much more richer and better and takes things to the next level. IFI Audio is an award-winning audio tech company with one aim in mind, to improve your music enjoyment of quality sound, eradicate noise, distortion and hiss from your listening experience. Check out their new incredible lineup of DAX and audio enhancement devices at ifi-audio.com. Anyway, guys, uh, the author that we have on the show today, he's the author of the brilliant new hot book that you can take an order up. It's called One Decision, The First Step to a Better Life by Mike Bayer. Uh, Mike, I'll give you a rundown on some of his background. He's known as Coach Mike to the thousands of clients whose lives he has changed. He's a New York best-selling, or I'm sorry, New York Times bestselling author, uh, podcast host, son of your speaker, and founder and CEO of Cast. Centers. It's the go-to clinic for artists, athletes, executives, celebrities, and anyone who wants to live more authentic, uh, authentically. Man, I, I definitely uh, need to go back to public school and get my uh, uh, learn grammar. Uh, so uh, he does that. He's the host of Stage Nine Productions, Always Evolving, with Coach Mike Bayer podcast, and writes a rare column in Psychology Today. He is also an expert contributor and regular on a daytime television's number one rated show dr phil uh, mike lives in los angeles california and we should welcome to the show right now mike how are you sir hey chris good that uh you give quite an intro i tried to i, I kind of fumbled there on often often <laughs> authentically
0: Yeah, you fumbled authentically on the word authenticity.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's all good. There's some irony there, isn't there? So welcome to the show, uh, and congratulations on the launch of your uh, new book and stuff. Uh, It it just came out, from my understanding. It did. It just uh, came out about a week ago. There you go. So give us your plugs of where people can order that book up and find out more about you on the interwebs.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, everything I have is coachmikebayer.com, so my social media... YouTube. Uh if they want to buy the book, it's you know, available at Target, Walmart, anywhere books are sold. Um and then I also offer a lot of free stuff uh that has no upsells, no upselling. Not like my YouTube file. Well, I mean that's like low grade, right? It's <laughs> pennies. <laughs> You're not even buying a cup of coffee with that. So it's like this just you know, in, I,
1: Coach Mike says YouTube is low grade, I, and I and I agree with <laughs> him.
0: So, yeah, I mean CoachMikeBear.com dot com is where you get all the info and everything I do.
1: There you go, there you go. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Read up about him stuff. He's got a really cool podcast. I was listening to this morning, and uh, he's got a beautiful website and how to make your life better. But uh, uh, let's talk some more about this book that people want to take in order. What motivated you want to write this book?
0: Well, I wrote. My first book two years ago, and I had no intention of ever writing a book. I never had a dream, a vision, a goal. I never had a goal of being more of a public figure. I've been a behind-the-scenes guy for uh, years. I've been in mental health over 18 years, ex-drug addict. I own a treatment center, worked a lot in crises with, you know, people who are depressed or, you know, really psychiatric disorders and conditions suicidal ideation travel the world helping people and then I like started thinking I wanted to reinvent my life which I do every couple of years like we all do I was like you know I want to do something different at the time I was traveling with a lot of entertainers for years and um you know from Africa to Malaysia to Australia all over the place and then I took a trip to Iraq, like anyone would do who's trying to find themselves, um, which they wouldn't. But that's just somehow where I ended up. And <clears throat> I became really passionate about helping Yazidi women. And I started going to Kurdistan, Iraq alone. Oh, wow. Um, and I thought because I had worked with all these, you know, prominent people and uh, everyone loved Mike, right? Like you saved my life that like somehow I could rally everyone to get behind the cause that I was really behind. And then I quickly realized that publicists don't find Iraq very attractive. Um, (laughs) It's much better. Children's hospitals, uh, stuff in the United States. There's also a ton of difficulties with trying to help people in other countries and overall humans and people. I mean, it's hard enough to get people to help other people. Peer, you know, everyone will even talk the state of affairs, but it's like no one really helps anyone else. They just yeah. kind of bitch. And then, then when you try to get people to help people who don't even speak your same language, they it's just, it's, it's foreign. So I realized I was like, you know what? I need to become the brand. I'm going to become the guy. I'd never had that thought before because I never saw a reason to become that guy. And whether you believe in law of attraction or whatever for... I threw this charity event and that's where I met Dr. Phil. That was, uh, two and a half years ago. And he asked me to go on an episode three days later. I went on an episode. Um, it's the number one rated daytime television show. It has a huge following. I've done, you know, I'm on today's episode. I was on Tuesday's episode and they call me coach Mike and Dr. Phil was the one who said, coach Mike, (laughs) you need to write a book. Uh And, I'm someone who was held back twice in school who didn't do well, even when they tried. And so, uh, I said with everything with him, I said, yes, but in the back of my head, I was like, Oh no, I want to write a book. Like, and I always had this idea that like people who like are writing books a lot, they just have a degree of narcissism that annoys me. And, um, like, they think they're so important because they've written books. And, like, you know, we all have stories. But I, like, I realized and that by writing books, I could help more people. I could do better and bigger things in the world that I want to do. And I'm pretty good at it, you know. I think there's a reason I was sought after. It's not because I'm, like, you know, I've worked with people who I think are way more higher functioning than me, but I've helped them make a lot of money or I've helped them live in their art. And so like the first book was called Best Self and it was made New York Times a bunch and 20 languages. And this next book is called One Decision. And the reason I, I get pretty hardcore into what I create, whatever it is, is I just started thinking, I'm like, you know, like, why is it that people can't change the thing in their life that has been lingering and annoying and frustrating. Like why, why can't they change it? Like why does the person not lose weight? If what they want to do is to lose weight.
1: Yeah. My, problem is, because, no, that? <laughs> My problem is I haven't hired the divorce lawyer yet. What's that? My promise. I haven't hired the divorce attorney No, I'm just kidding.
0: But you know, like the thing is, my background is dealing with really heavy issues and so helping other people make changes that aren't that drastic is really easy and so the philosophy behind one decision is we're all just one decision away and what is that decision someone could make today and and i help them do that and so it's kind of the long story about me, summed up quickly, even um, but I just thought I'd give you a little background on you know who you're talking to
1: there you go. there you go. We have the life history of Mike Barry, or Coach Mike, I should say here mm. so uh did that include like an overview of the book and the details in it, or do you want should we get into that? That would be the next question
0: we can I mean whatever you want, you know what I mean like. <laughs>
1: Well, I was going to ask for dirt on my, on uh, Dr. Phil, but that might be a career ender. So I don't know. No, you
0: can ask me anything. No.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. Let's, uh, let's yeah. move some books. I like let's Dr. Some, Phil.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, one decision is all about, uh, how do you look at life? You know, how do you look at a problem? Um, whatever the problem is, I mean, I could help you right now. If you want, and we could go through the material
1: uh you probably what you probably look at me and be like and first you need to shave that goatee down because it's a fucking shit show mess no i think the goatee
0: <laughs> gives you like really good like healthy bear vibes
1: you know uh yeah i just i i have some bear friends and i get that from them on facebook every now and then. they're they're wonderful friends um <laughs> but, but no this is this is more the covid you know i haven't had a haircut since march by a professional uh person so i'm just uh I'm just a mess that way. I think you look great. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very yeah. much.
0: I think I mean, people need to go on YouTube and see everything and every shade and see when the hair is growing out long and short and everything else. So that's what oh. people need to do. <laughs> and they need to get that advertising money going through.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the nine ninety yeah. five, which is, uh, we do make a, a, you know, a couple bucks off that. So uh, you you tell people with that major decision that they need to do to flick the switch. Is Today, that correct? Yeah. I understand that, yeah. right? Yeah. To make that one decision. Because we all have that thing. Like, we just got done. You're probably helping a lot of people right now because, you know, we just got past that era. We're still kind of in it, seven days, I think, uh, where everyone's making New Year's resolutions and they want to make that one decision. Like you talk about your book, where they're like, you know, whatever they want to do. But the problem is sometimes they just never do it, right? Yeah, or they don't.
0: What I find is they don't know what to do. Uh And whenever there's a problem... And that's why it's helpful to be guided or to work with someone is we all have blind spots. So for example, I want more to be more emotionally regulated today. I've made a decision that I want more peace today. Now I can make a decision to have more peace today, but I need to take some action. Otherwise just sitting around on the sofa, hoping that this word peace is going (laughs) to go through my ears and into my brain. So, you know, like, I did a 10 minute meditation with some lady who had a really soft voice that I found on a 10, 10% happier app. And, you know, it's like you have to do, you have to take action. So the one decision is about taking actions with purpose. And what I do is I help people figure out what is that real decision that you can make today. And then obviously there's a lot of other decisions that need to take place in order to accomplish that. So Everyone's different. I write from a place of everyone authentically has their own uh, thing that they'd like to improve. I mean, mm-hmm. life's always evolving. So uh, when we don't evolve with it, whether we're aging or what have you, eventually life catches up and it really sucks. Yeah. So might as well like incorporate like a little bit of personal growth. Like I don't even know how people function without incorporating it i'm like
1: how do you You guys are you just ride, this it, man. Life thing you just ride it right in the ground you just yeah. you just ride it yeah I see, I see some people that do that man they're still driving the 70s van down by the river and they're just owning it man they're just gonna die from whatever they went through in their childhood i guess or something yeah
0: <laughs> or die blaming someone while they're driving through. Well, that's right? the
1: most convenient thing about blaming someone else, is that there's no responsibility or self-actualization, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's and it's a mentality. I mean, like, yeah, the, yeah, like I said, like I went to Kurdistan where women's husbands were lined up and shot in front of them and daughters traded for sex slaves and out to Syria and then, you know, I have a hard time sometimes having compassion. Um, for some of the things that people feel victim to today. Like I just, yeah, and, and based upon my experience. So like, I'm not, I'm not for everyone for sure, but yeah. I do believe I love the person that I love and that I speak to in the book is the person that's alone. The person that's gone through COVID, like they're like depressed. They have some anxiety. They feel lost. You know, they just don't, they're sick and tired of even how they're looking at their life. Like, that's my guy or gal. Like, I love someone that's, like, I get to get gritty with them. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the people that maybe need to, you know, figure out if they need a a macronutrient diet. uh, Those aren't really my people.
1: (laughs) My feeling in life, why? I don't have a a good diet going on. (laughs) Yeah, like,
0: uh, no, but everyone has their thing, right? Like, I've come to realize, like, I love, like, like, I'm an ex-meth addict, right? So yeah. I love addicts. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where are my addicts at? And whenever I speak at corporate events, I'm always like, so you know, I do a relatability thing. And I'll often be like, and I'm an ex-meth addict. Throw up your hand if you also were addicted to meth. And, like, no one raises their hand. But I, just find it, their <laughs> I find it so funny, you know, because like, it looks like I'm just, like, out there alone, you know. <laughs>
1: You should do a thing where you 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 trick him where you say, uh, "Everyone stand up," and then they stand up. Who hasn't done? Who who has? Who hasn't done meth or is doing meth? And then you know you you've caught them all standing up. And you should just pull that stunt. Yeah, that's and, a good one too. I don't know, but then maybe I don't know. Everyone would get fired, drug tested the next day by whatever employer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, might not, that might backfire. So, what are some other uh, chapters or aspects of the book that are in there?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we talk about are you a victim or are you a victor mm. in your life? Mm. And um,
1: I like that, that, that victor, victim, victor. Uh,
0: yeah. Cause it's, right. it really is a mentality like, and it's a mentality when we blame our old boss still today, who hasn't been our boss for three months, <laughs> we're being a victim. We have mm. a mentality of being a victim. Now we can keep, creating that narrative or it's like when people are like i'm not smart enough or i'm just not gonna it's all the stuff that keeps us from growing and pushing us And i feel like everyone i believe everyone's an artist you just got to keep going with it no one's perfect and um so i really want to help people realize and have insight like you said self-actualization into like all right i'm i'm being a little victim mentality right and yeah And then, you know, I also talk about a force that drives us. Um, What I find is there's a reason why people can't achieve their goals. I created what's called like, I love an acronym. It's just easier to remember. But there's a negative force and there's a positive force. Hmm. So any problem that we have, the reason we don't have it, the negative force is when the F is fortune telling. Hmm. O is overgeneralizing. The R is rigidity or right fighting. Uh, Hmm. C is confused purpose and e is emotional reasoning or like you know well i feel this way therefore it's a fact all that shit i don't know if, sorry for saying the word no, but like do, yeah. all that stuff is like garbage in terms of like helping ourselves and then on the other side are the hacks so the opposite of fortune telling's fact finding over generalizing subjective thinking uh right fighting it's relaxed thinking confused purpose it's clarifying your purpose and emotional reasoning it's evidence-based reasoning so i i think when we get out of when we can look at the facts and the, in a really clear way i find that's so helpful for people i work with because they're like oh yeah that's right i i can do this um yeah i am capable like i do have the ability to change this you know so that's a big thing I get into is just like how are you looking at life and helping people analyze their team? Like who is on your team to help you make decisions? You know, sometimes it's really eye opening that someone keeps, they don't realize that going to mom about parenting, even though they keep fighting with mom and looking for approval, may not be the person you should talk to about parenting. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a counselor. So I help people kind of analyze. I think assessments are really helpful. Um, and then I just, by the end of it, it's like, all right, we're very clear on uh, this one area of your life. You're motivated. You say you want to do it. Now let's get an action plan around it. So um, that's kind of the, It's the way I write, it's like there's exercises, you're underlining, you're highlighting, mm. you're writing. It's a very interactive uh as if I'm, if I talk to someone through one decision as if I'm working with them as a client.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty helpful. I mean, this is a great book and great that we had you on early in the year because like people are still doing this, you know, like I'm even doing like, well, what are we doing this year? We've made some new agendas for guests and different things going on on the show. Yeah. And uh, everyone's kind of using this as a reset point, especially how bad 2020 is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's like, okay, wait definitely want to move on to some different places but I like how you approach it where it's almost like hiring you as a as a coach and and they can spend the time work through the exercises with you
0: yeah I think that's I think otherwise you're writing a book like a movie and you can inspire people but if they're not able to change it's just you know doesn't I don't know how helpful I'm being that's my theory and my style but Not to say it doesn't work like Mm -hmm. there's books that sell way more than me that are all about inspiring, you know, other people. It's just that's kind of like my um, for now, my what I'm into is workbook style, almost like working with someone in a very inexpensive way um, without upselling.
1: Yeah. And one of the things you talk about in your book is uh giving creative guidance for discovering a path back to people in a moment when they're lost and connected. Do you feel a lot of people have to hit a bottom before they finally hire a coach and you know they they're they're they finally have to hit that wall where they're like, I should fucking do something about this shit. I think
0: people I mean, there's two things that motivate people it's consequences and pain. Mm-hmm. So those are the greatest motivators. Like, oh my gosh, I went to the doctor and the doctor's telling me I need to do this or other that's, you know, or pain. Like I'm so sick and tired and I'm insufferable. I can't stand (laughs) being in my body. Like I hate it. So if you have a combination of the two, that's highly motivating, but the bottom can always go lower. I mean, I always try to raise people's bottoms, try to get them, uh, you know uh but but you're right some people you know they uh it's 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 challenging for people sometimes to uh uh really put attention towards something that they just don't want to do yeah
1: yeah like, one of my favorite sayings from Dennis Miller is, no one finds Christ on prom night. It's only until they fucked everybody over in this world and no one else will talk to him, And they find themselves in prison. And, yeah. uh, you know, suddenly they find Jesus. <laughs> like, Jesus yeah. is talking to me now. Well, no one else will. Yeah, yeah, um, no one that. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. I, I So I love that analogy. You know, anytime I hear of something, you know, I just go, yeah, yeah. No one finds Christ on prom night. This is, this is the way it works. Yeah. But it, it is interesting to me what you say, because I've always wondered that I'm like, does, does most people really have to hit that point? You know, I, there was some points years ago where I, I felt so awful and I just reached a point where I started losing weight and eating vegan and, and giving up vodka and Mountain Dew that I was drinking. Um, but it, it took it took you know for years my friends would be like, hey, you lose weight. You know, Do you remember the, the you know. moment? Uh, yeah, I I I I don't know about the exact moment, but it was like a whole week of it that I was just like bloated, and i was just like I'm almost like one step away from a heart attack, and I'm so sick of me. And but what was the moment when you were like, I right, I'm gonna decide, I'm
0: making a decision. This enough's enough. Like what was? I'm not what sure. Was the moment?
1: I remember sitting in front of the TV and I was gaming, and I just felt so fucking sick of everything and me, and felt awful. Uh, and I said, "I ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna change. I'm just gonna go be fucking vegan." And uh, I thought somehow I could still be vegan and drink Mountain Dews, and that would be fine. <laughs> and that's that that- cra- I love my I
0: love my Coke Zeroes. Yeah. And Mountain Dew, those hard. are next Mountain Mountain Dew's like the sweet cake factory of sodas.
1: Oh yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna cut my eating back, but I'll keep my Mountain Dew. Like I didn't I didn't understand the math at all. I was just like, I'm sick of me. And then after a month of that and like nothing's happening, I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like well, my friends are like, You're an idiot, you need to dump the Mountain Dew. And I'm like, Oh shit, can I keep the vodka? And uh they're like, no, no man, you gotta get rid of all that sugary shit that your body turns into sugar. Um, what I didn't know at the time was I was doing intermittent fasting. And uh we've had the one uh a fasting gentleman on a couple times uh, who's written the books. Um but I didn't realize I was doing intermittent fasting, but I went full vegan and uh and then I just I got this water machine that was a real nice reverse osmosis, and so I started doing that. And but yeah, it was it's was kinda like people just have to hit their bottom. Because like when you meet people, they were just like me. They were like yeah, you should lose weight. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to that next week. Uh, sure, buddy. Right. Thanks thanks for telling me something I don't... Like, people do that on my YouTube channel. They'll, like, write me they' be like, you're fat. And I'm like, wow, man, I had no idea until your dumbass came along and told me that. Thanks, man. Wow. Just just the fact that you had the clairvoyance? <laughs> yeah. I. But I think,
0: too, um, it's... Uh, what happens for some people is they think because... it it, people become very black and white with like it worked or didn't work Mm -hmm. like and that's where i think even with weight loss is one of those things where like even in your situation it's like you clearly can do it you clearly have done it you're clearly not like i don't know you're like as I used to be (laughs) you can say well that according to you like i don't know what your background is but like the truth is it's like um But like you said, it's really helpful when you have other people who you're talking to about it. So you're not going about it alone. I think Mm -hmm. the danger is for people who will not reach out for help, will not talk to others about it uh, for whatever reason. Like it is so hard to change alone. It's just so hard. So I think like you know, and it's definitely not helpful when you have losers going on YouTube uh being, you know, those are just haters. I really didn't know what haters were until the last six months. Like, I didn't even know. I was like, oh, really? I heard the term. I heard the term and I knew people were trolling. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't realize um, I didn't understand the personality of a hater. Yeah. Now I feel like I know, like, Oh, wow. They're really jealous or envious, or like I didn't get it before. I was just like, they're a loser. Like,
1: yeah, they're in their mom's you know. basement, just, uh, you know, hating on everybody, probably in cells too, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, oh, you know, I do know one of the things that inspired me to finally break was uh, Jen Plett's, uh Pen Gillette's book uh, where he lost like 100 pounds and mm-hmm. And he had hit, hit a wall because his he went into his doctor, and his doctor was like, "We either have heart surgery on you, or you're gonna lose weight, you gotta get your shit together, man, or you're never gonna see your kids grow up and that was his that was his bottom moment where where it was like wake up and and quit fucking up and so he, it, reading his book he inspired me, and there was there were some different ways that he applied. Uh, changing the paradigms like you you mentioned earlier the paradigms of of how I was thinking about things and 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 addressing things and like rules that I had like always finish mm-hmm. eat everything on your plate cuz my parents had taught me that
0: yeah i mean you got to relearn uh a whole new set of stuff. i mean do you care about your weight now
1: i do i do care about my weight not but not as much as i should <laughs> what do you mean why should you? Care well, I mean, clearly, more? clearly, clearly, I'm still overweight. So there's clearly. I don't no know. I don't. Well, I'm six five, two hundred and seventy five pounds. Well, I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm six and three hundred thirty. So I got fifty on ya, but Do you, but you are really? three inches taller. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're three
0: hundred thirty yeah. pounds.
1: Yeah, if I sit like an angle like this, it looks like I'm thinner. <laughs> I just realized that. So you know, I it, it it found a bottom. One thing that was interesting to me about you too was. You you run uh the DARE, I think it is, I, or I'm sorry, CAST, the CAST Centers, yeah um which uh, helps people with addiction. And, and by the way, if so you it.
0: ever did want to, if you ever did want to put attention to it, you could always come on my podcast. I'd coach you for an hour. Oh, there you so go. If you ever I'll want to, sure. it's open to you. Yeah. You can yeah. come on mine free, yeah. you know, right. and I'd help you
1: out. There you go. uh You know, I, I, I lost a lot of weight. I was losing three to four pounds per day because I went on pretty much, it was intermittent fasting, whether well, yeah. it wasn't the veganism, but I, I did go full vegan. And I did build a community. I went into vegan communities and learned how to eat. And what I didn't realize was, though, is I was intermittent fasting. And uh, <clears throat> and so I lost a lot of weight. And then uh, somewhere I lost almost seventy five pounds within three months. Wow. And I was just intermittent fasting, really. But the veganism helped, but... I think some she did as well, but my dog uh, had had developed uh, cancer, and uh, we struggled with it for about a year and a half in hospice care, and I took care of her, and then then she passed, and I kind of gave a little less shit and put on some weight after that and kind of where I'm at now. But uh so I'm probably still gonna fix whatever that is or I don't know. This this whole year's been so depressing. So there's that Well
0: listen, too. A solution in the rise in the clouds, you can come on my podcast, Always Evolving, all right. all we'll right. do a coaching Great. session. I get I could I'll help you out.
1: All right, all right. So
0: <laughs> if you want, you don't have to. By the way, this no, happens sure. with me all the time when I go Let's on shows. That. I literally like just start getting into it. well I find look, I it's uh there's no shame in any of it, and if you yeah. ever want to do it, I'll help you out.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. and We can trade shows. There you go.
0: Yeah, um, that's a trade. But first a question trade I've I had, ever done.
1: <laughs> a question I had for you on the on the CAST centers. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd heard, and I wanted to get validation of this, uh, is a lot of people that struggle with addiction and, and uh, you know drugs and, and everything else or whatever their addictive habit is, uh, many of them, a large percentage of them, suffered sexual trauma as a child. Is that an accurate statement or actor figure the data that i was given um
0: well i mean people who are who have gone through what we call big t traumas there's like little traumas and then kind of big t Mm -hmm. um have a higher rate of uh substance abuse chemical dependency impulsive behaviors uh their coping Coping. uh, skills at a young age weren't developing so it would make sense that then they start and with food i mean that's like it's common with anything where somebody feels um uh lacks impulse control so Mm -hmm. um it's it's uh it's it's high amongst different demographics too right Mm -hmm. like so um you know gay men are have a higher rate of addiction than men who aren't gay or and you know uh so there's there's all those categories hmm. of um you know when somebody's struggled with certain stuff it's always yeah. a bit higher
1: I had heard that somewhere. It was a high percentage of people that struggle with addiction. I used to watch a few rehab shows with Dr. Uh, Drew. I used yeah. to watch that show back in the day. And uh, it was interesting to me to watch you know people going through struggle. I've had friends that have gone through struggle with addiction. I've never gone through addiction or had an addictive personality, but there are times where I've abused alcohol um, in my life, probably a good 10 years or so. Uh, but I had a good time, so there was that. Uh, but it, I don't know. That it was good for me, my body over you the know, long term. But I had heard that, and I was always kind of curious about it. I've I've had some people on that. You know, we've talked about uh, addiction, and and uh, some of them were in the field of law where they were dealing with uh, the new sort of addiction courts where they were trying yeah. not to you know just imprison people like you know fix the problem of addiction and and different things instead of yeah, just it's throwing a him in jail.
0: yeah, it's a huge addiction in general. um, so we'll do straight mental health uh like clinically depressed um mm-hmm. and we're outpatient, so we have like partial hospitalization programs. I can tell you since covid hit mm-hmm. our relapses are twice as high i'm sure um and then we have in person versus <clears throat> excuse me uh, all online it's a great excuse for people not to come in even though we're an essential Uh-oh. business and I mean, these people haven't left their house anyways in six months, some of them. Right. And so um, we found that completion rate has gone way down since we went, you know, with the people who went online. There's a huge push in culture where there's this belief that, like, telehealth is the future. It's not. Um, I'm sure they're going to put a lot of money behind it with some data suggesting that, uh, you know, telehealth. But like I like we were talking about before, when you don't have a community and you're trying to change and you're not grabbing a coffee with someone and talking about your tough day or you're not meeting with someone in person, it's not the same. You know, it's just like if we were in the same room right now, I'd be feeling your energy, Mm -hmm. feeling my energy, right? All the little social cues we would feed off of each other. Right? So the same thing happens when you're going to make a big change in your life. And right now, we we're having we hired people from Pepperdine to do research because we're trying to convince the clients mm-hmm. that they need to show up to have a higher success rate because they're thinking, oh, I just can sit on the sofa and, uh, you know, check in.
1: Yeah. You know, well, I've I've even done things like back in the day when I was a little hungover, I could get on calls. Usually, I'd be like, "Ah, the webcam's not working today, so we're just we'll just do this uh, consulting on audio today." And uh, you know, I was clearly hungover and looked like I was hit by a bus. Much. You know, not much different than today. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I imagine if you're trying to hide from your your therapist that uh, maybe you've relapsed or something, there might be some. You know, it's a little hard for them to they pick that up. Maybe I don't know. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. Any of it's hard, and yeah. it's also, you know, some staff believe believe it should be in person. Some staff don't. There's a wow. whole other, you know, with employees and. You know, everyone right now, because of social media, is an expert, right? And yeah. so everyone listens to different experts. So you're just trying to go, okay, we're going to follow this guideline. But, you know, hopefully we're pulling out of it. And uh, um, at least where I work, we haven't been able to get the vaccine yet for, like, mm. you know, the therapist. It's The interesting thing is I know some people at other institutions where it's completely online mm. and everyone got the vaccine.
1: Oh, so wow. it's just.
0: I'm not a little bitter. I'm very bitter. I can Anyways. Yeah.
1: The bitterness. Do yeah. you want to have a coaching session on that? Uh, we oh, can do trust me. I'm no
0: better than anyone at all. I went, I went on Dennis Miller's podcast, and he goes, first line he said to me, he was like, so why are you the guy who's worked with, like, he named off a bunch of people? And I was like, I have no idea. And he, so he was like, we're going to get along great. I was like, all right, cool. Because <laughs> I don't know. You say, I, you know it's,
1: huh? Did you see Dennis Miller's podcast? Yeah. yeah the comedian? Yeah. yeah. He's got one? Yeah. Wow. I should look that up. That's the reference I made. No one finds Christ on prom night. That is from his uh, stand up bit.
0: That's what you're telling. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. That's
1: a reference to his joke. In fact, what's funny is I always tell people that and he never remembers. But I didn't know he had a podcast. I thought he was. Yeah. It went
0: on just uh, a few weeks ago.
1: Oh, nice. I'll have to check it out. I I was a fan of his. I mean, Jesus Christ, what he used to do at SNL. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. But, uh, um, so, and anything else in the book we haven't covered that we can entice people to go pick that baby up, other than, you know, the Bureau and stuff we've covered so far?
0: No, I'm, I mean, it's good. It's just, I, if someone wants to work on themselves and make some decisions in their life, this is a book. If you're someone that uh, wants to read fantasy, um, I love the book Swords of Shannara. So you know <laughs> like whatever
1: that when i was a kid <laughs> you read I'm that good. yeah i used to read the whole series the sort of it's uh, terry, uh yeah it was like there was like three three or six books or something it was like it was like toky and wannabe books. yeah 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 thing. it yeah, was yeah. good
0: though i thought those were I, good. I loved
1: it yeah i read like i, I played magic
0: fan. the gathering so anything in fantasy oh now. do you really my Online, brother does yeah. that
1: that's a hell of a thing man those cards sell for like, I, I, I go with my brother. Listen,
0: your your brother sounds like an exceptional human being.
1: Um, Let's not push it. Sorry. <laughs> he's my younger brother. I got gotcha. you. Uh, and uh, evidently, I took all the good stuff out of the womb when I left. But uh, it's I'm hole. sure he's a good person by someone's rule. Not uh, Anyway, let's not get into that. Wow, I just segue into a whole bunch of shit. Uh, so uh, check out the book, guys. One decision, the first step. To A Better Life by Mike Baer. I I really like this stuff because, like I say, one of the things that helped me get into it was the community of reading Pendulet's book and kind of getting a vision and then finally flicking that switch and and going, hey, I want to do this. And then, then of course, I failed a couple times where, like, you know, the first month. And so I think it's real important people have uh, to work with someone like you, get your book um, so they can uh, help lay a good foundation so they don't end up flopping around like like i've done on different things i want to take and do we
0: all do we all do on. but we all get back on track and the cool thing too is i have like a whole community of people who read like i have a private facebook group so the people who read again it's free i have a free group on tuesdays i've like prided myself to my own demise on like giving away a lot besides people buying a book because i'm like the i'm like the opposite of what i believe a life coach is in the public setting, but like I have a. If people buy the book, there's a community of other people. They get to talk about the book. They talk about their issues. So it's a whole little world we created.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh, give us your plug so you people can look you up on the interwebs where to buy the yeah, book. Just uh, coach Mike group, Bear. Yeah, just Coach Mike
0: Bear. Yeah, Coach Mike Bear. Dot uh, com, and if you same with all my Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Coach Mike Bear. Uh, podcast always evolving and hopefully I will have
1: you as a guest I will gladly come on a guest uh, on your show and we can when, talk when about ready. all my issues I'm not I I don't know how much time you have but I'm in heaven be, listen it might listen, be like un- a 10-hour show
0: <laughs> we'll unpack it and we'll get comfortable well, we're re- you know what we should do is we should for for when you come on my podcast let's wear some really comfortable clothing
1: well I think I already am and I, I know have but I pants on so I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> I'm not Jeffrey Tubin. Well, thank
0: uh, you for having me, Chris.
1: Thank you for being on the show. It's been wonderful to meet you and get to know you better and, and give some insight. And hopefully our audience will definitely pick your book. I mean, this is the best time to do this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go grab his book, One Decision, because, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the year. We want to get 2020 on the right track, and we need to give it some help. And I think we've all been through. 2021. 2021. Yeah. See, I can't even remember what year it is anymore. That's I how far I've lost it. Um, but uh, you know, I've been joking with—it's kind of a half joke. It's kind of just a bit I do. But I've been telling people that we we need to almost have like a national mental health policy after this, because I think a lot of people have really just been screwed up with what's gone. You know, they're been locked in their homes and they're bouncing off the walls. I mean, some people, you know, the horrors just having to put up with their family members twenty-four-seven as opposed to escaping to work. So um, we're all damaged beings at this point. So. Uh, I don't know, get as much help as you can, I guess is the message. Yeah, out.
0: and come to the damaged party and get better.
1: You <laughs> there, <know>? you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thanks to my audience for tuning in. Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris voss hit that bell notification button. You can also go to goodreads forward slash Chris voss You can also go to Facebook.com, the Chris voss show. There's a bunch of groups over there that just search the Chris voss show and also on LinkedIn as well and Instagram. I should say we're on Instagram. Uh thanks to my audience for tuning in. Thanks for everyone for being here. We'll see you guys next time.